Welcome to Eagle Nation. Your hosts are Waza, Dan and Wayne. It's a 51st Western Derby this week. We're doing a shorter show because we're doing it via Zoom as I'm on holidays. Uh, don't forget to join us on Instagram, Twitter and Facebook and subscribe to your favourite podcast apps so you don't miss a show. Um, in the next coming two weeks, we've got a premiership player from 2006 coming on to the show. So stick around for that one. Um, anyway, this is a pre-recorded show, so let's get on with it. How's it going, Dan and Wayne? Not bad, mate, not bad. Um, As I said in the pre-intro, we're um, doing um, a Zoom call, so hopefully the audio is pretty good. Uh, What do you think of uh, all the news that's been unfolding about the lockdown in New South Wales now with the COVID team? Yeah, it's it's, uh, something had to happen because... um, uh, I heard on the radio this morning the Queensland Premier and heard her say she's had big talks with Gil and the AFL, and they're having shifting all the hubs up to there with a couple coming to WA, but I think she's done a deal to uh, get the finals as well. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me because they're going to promote... It promotes the, the game up in the Northern Corridor, as they say. Um, you've got Hawthorne and Carlton coming to WA in the next few weeks, and then they'll rotate two teams at a time, I hear. It's just, it sounds a bit funny that they just keep moving slightly north to stay east. It's like they're too worried to come here because yeah. South Australia, they didn't want a hub, but they gave permission for them to fly in and out from WA because of our low numbers. Um, but again, it's like we just repeating ourselves every week. It's like they got their yeah. head in the sand and they're ignoring it. Like they just wanted to slightly move up from Victoria to New South Wales. They only wanted mm. to go for three weeks, but it's like, no, you've got to take this serious. It's a serious issue. And if you want the season to go ahead, you've got to make these decisions. But the more and more it's stretched out, I just think they're, they're going to do whatever they can for the grand final not to be here. And how can you stop that? If they don't want it to be here, it won't be here. So. It'll come down to the crowds because um, if you can't get 30 or more thousand in Queensland, money will dictate where they go to. And that's where, that's why I don't think they're going to lock anything in. Uh, we haven't heard the end of it because the Players Association have only agreed for any team to be away for no more than 32 days. So yeah. the AFL has put this in place. Oh, you to be away for nine weeks, but the Players Association haven't come out and spoken yet. And I'm thinking there, there's going to be some backpedalling done by the AFL somewhere. Uh, I think it's just such a serious issue that they realise that. And um, it's been on the last couple of days where they're now bringing all families up and stuff. And I think that was the um, the peace offering, so to speak, was the fact, right, you can now bring extra players up, you can now bring your families up and you can hub with them kind of thing. Um, but as I said, that's all they could do. And we spoke about this when it first came up. The three-week thing, it was just so unrealistic. Yeah. And we're just, what do you call us, couch critics? And it was just so blatantly obvious this was what was going to happen. These million-dollar CEOs and stuff, how could they not realise it will come yeah. to this eventually? Like, well, it's going to be going to make a decision. Yep, they have to make a decision within the next week and a bit where the where the grand final is going to be. Gill said that himself. I heard him say it was. I saw it in print. I heard well, him on the radio. He must. They got to make a decision within the next week and a half where the grand finals be. 
Um, I believe it's something to do with the TV and whatever else they have to do as well. So, but I think I think you'll find it in Queensland. That's where I think it'll be. Oh well, yeah, right. I think the same way. To be honest, I think it's going to be Gabba, but it, it shouldn't be. Like the fact they said Telstra Stadium, which is a horrible oval. We don't play footy there anymore. They're talking about tearing that down. It's that bad oval, and yet mm. they said all oh, crowd size. But now that's eliminated. Well, doesn't it go to the next biggest one, which is Optus? You know, yeah. but you mean, now it's not going to matter. Did you mean ANZ? Uh, yeah, then? wasn't it Telstra Stadium originally? Oh, whenever ANZ would have been the stadium, but with New South Wales, the big outbreak, see, that's very much in the heart of the ANZ Stadium, so it won't be there. Oh, oh well, we've... Also, I, look, I don't take a lot what Caroline Wilson says, but I saw her on the, one of those shows the other night, and she did say... Uh, yeah, and they're usually pretty well in the know, but the AFL's not happy with the WA government because they didn't allow a lot of things what they wanted. So, um, yeah, well, anyway, it is going to be what it'll be. I used to be a fan of Caroline uh, Wilson, but ever this year, something's gone on with her, and everything she has said, she's jumped the gun and she's been half right, but we'll see what happens. <laughs> Let's talk about a bit of footy before we get on to the big game. Uh, West Coast, we took on Adelaide. Yeah, it was the last game in the hub. Um, we won 10 goals, 7, 67 to 5 goals, 4, 34. The, two, uh, the top goal scorer was uh, the umpire, Elaney. She scored three goals. Um, I thought, yeah. anyone wants to have a guard umpire, and they just got to watch her. It's not being sexist, but she's got no freaking idea. No. And that was gone for both sides, not just Seagulls. It was gone, Adelaide. Um, you could see players shaking the head. Yeah, she didn't have a Last night, I think, on our little bloody message thing, and you know, both saw the same things. And some of the decisions she made, even Simo got frustrated with her bouncing the ball. She can't bounce the ball, so she might as well just keep throwing it up because she's got no idea how to bounce it. And you're right, it's not being sexist, but that decision on Jackson Turner, I mean, uh, Jackson Nelson, that was just. Yeah, that's abysmal. Yeah, yeah, but um, the, the three decisions all resulted into goals. You know, they got three goals from those poor umpiring decisions, yeah. and you know they slow it down, they replay it, so you get a chance. Look, sometimes in the real moment, you know, we all a little bit biased towards our team. You can't help it, but then when they slow down, they replay it. You realise how blatantly obvious these free kicks were. The brass holding the jumper, it was like a tenth behind him. You know what I mean? Yeah, and then the yeah. Shepherd block, that was the worst block I think I've intentionally block I've seen. He almost tackled him off the ball. Like there was, was a lot, lot more of the mystery. <laughs> they only that. kicked five goals, you know, mm. like five goals for the game and three more by umpires. Like yeah. There's a lot of missed free kicks from her as well. And um yeah, it just it wasn't a pretty game to watch, but you know, Eagles got the got Got the got it done. Uh Darling kicked two goals, Allen one, Kennedy one, but they were both could have ended up with four each, you know. Uh, the kicking wasn't spot on. Um, I thought the better players for Adelaide were Smith, but um, he was let to run free. He probably wasn't as damaging as what he normally is. Um, what do you think about the two inclusions in Ainsworth and uh, Young Cameron? I thought they were both. I, I, yeah. yeah, they didn't set the world alight. Um, mm. But I think I'm uh, in the minority here. Well, I was actually pretty impressed with this game. It was a 33-point win um, in the lower formats. As you said, Oscar Allen and JK kicked the goal each, but they kicked one three each. Yeah. You know, so right there, if they were just a little bit more consistent and then the three goals that were scored from umpire decisions, I think 
that was almost a blowout game. It was just yeah. a couple of things didn't go our way. And you look at that, a 33-point win in this year is actually a quite high win. And I, as I, said, I feel like I'm the minority in that, where a lot what of is... people didn't feel that way. But it was players like Callie's best game. She lifted again. So it was our defence looked solid, like really solid. Mm-hmm. And Nelson Cole and Duggan just played brilliantly again for the second week in a row, which shows we don't have to rely on the older players, you know. And yeah. Barras has really stepped up. So I was actually quite impressed with this game. I just didn't think we got out of third gear. I just thought it was very pedestrian um, when we could have put the foot down a bit. Like I said, could be those missed opportunities of goals from Kennedy and um, Oscar. But I just thought there was no urgency in the game. And maybe it's because who we were playing, who knows. And we got the, got it done. And as you said, Kelly was his best game in the blue and gold. Um, the lamb is turning back into a goat again in Sheed. So, um, and yo, he's had two good games in a row. So, and Shepard goes and does his job. Our defence is playing, Brad, I mean, Brad Shepard's playing all Australian form again. And I, I agree with Dan. Um, Nelson, Cole and Duggan, they're playing Ripper game. They're playing well every week now. Cole's looking a different player. And much to Dazza's probably despair. But, um, and, and Gov had his best game of the year. Tommy's starting to hit form. But I think that my worrying is, I still think the forward line is a worry. And I think it's just, and I was a bit critical before I watched the game on the on, when I come home yesterday, I thought, well, maybe it's the big forwards. But I think um, JK, Oscar and, and Jack were leading up and giving us something. I think our small forwards are a little bit of a worry. Liam Ryan's not playing well. Um, I don't think Jamie Cripps is playing well. Um, they're not giving the usual inform for those extra probably four or five goals we get from our small forwards uh, that we normally get. So that's what I've sort of seen the last few weeks anyway. That's where we really need Cameron to step up because I find Cripps has improved and Ryan's been like he didn't have the greatest game, but he's been okay. Um, but we lack that real third small, don't we? That really locks it in. You know, it's mm. no need, you know, beating a dead horse. But we really do miss Rioli in that role, you know. Um, so hopefully Cameron yeah. can make it his. But just one last thing about the game. Um, and Dimas complained about the Sydney Swans flooding back. Like that's what Adelaide did. I can't believe Dimmer complained about it. Like personally, I think he's been a sook. If you look at the heat map, the whole game was played in our defensive half. You know, O'Brien versus Nick. That lot was made out of that. But I found halfway through the third quarter, he put the cue in the rack. Didn't want to win the game, and just flooded back. O'Brien, ninety-five percent of his possessions were taken in our forward half, and that's yeah, the ruckman. So they just put the ruckman back as a loop. He's playing to keep me on the blow. Yeah. And you, you saw it because the amount of times they tried to rebound out and just hit a wall and had to go in circles, which was when I actually called last week. They, they will get high possessions and play around the ball, but they don't damage you. And I think it could be a coaching thing a little bit too where he flies back, but then they've got no one forward. <laughs> they've got nothing. So they hit a wall and they just kick it sideways, hand pass a lot, and just do nothing with it. Right? Oh, yeah, played into our hands. So um, I wasn't too concerned over that. Hey, let's get into the uh, big game this Sunday at 4.35. Uh, there's only going to be 30,000 people there now because of the uh, Phase 5 restrictions being held back. Uh, looks like it's going to be a majority, 95% Fremantle fans. Um I don't think that'll make a difference really anyway. Uh, the last five times we've met, actually, Eagles have won. They actually won the last eight. So maybe it's time for Frio to step up and get one, huh? 
Do you reckon they've got any yes. chance? Well, I reckon they have. That good footy. They're going, I mean, I said at the start of the year, Freo would improve immediately under Longmill. Because Longmill, people, I think, underestimating, he comes from a very good crop of coaching through us, through Worsfold's days, and then through the Collingwood system. So he's come through two really good systems and he's brought his own system in and they're playing good footy and we won't want to relax because they'll run all over us because they're, they're runners. Their young guys are running very well. I watched their game. I did actually see their game the other night when I was up in Broome and they played, um, other than that first quarter and a bit, they play after that, they just dominated, absolutely dominated. And yeah, Sonny Walters is the guy. He's the man. He's well, their leader. Well, Sonny Walters and Fife are two of the best, if not just at Freo in the competition, in their positions. Um, but it's their second tier players that have stood up in the last couple of weeks. Uh, that young Schultz is doing really good. He's very damaging up forward. He's nothing much of him. So got to look out for him. Brayshaw's starting to show why they um, drafted him at number two, I think it was. Um, and Loeb, there's an injury cloud over Loeb, but I believe he will play. Um, he, he's a big plus for them. I think he's out for three weeks, two to three weeks. Have they said that today, have they? I saw it on an injury list on one of the reports somewhere. Because he played out the game on um, against the Saints, so that's why I thought he might play. I, I definitely think Fife will play, but Shuey won't. No, I don't miss Shuey. I, I, I just play. find it... The most worrying thing for me about this game is just the law of probability. <laughs> we've won, uh, you touched on, we've won eight in a row. So we'd cure loss almost, you know what I mean? The more you win in the ro a row, the more likely the universe will throw a loss at you because mm. it's so rare to win, say, nine, then 10 in a row. Yeah. Um, that's the only thing that worries me. A lot is made, and I find, I don't want to say this in a harsh way, but I find as Eagles supporters, we've had it so well for too long. We play finals every year <laughs> where our measuring stick is so much higher because I hear things like Freo in better form. But realistically, they beat Saints and they played good three quarters, but they played horribly in that first. Like, people forget they got seven goals down or something. And in the last, um, Saints were attacking but just weren't accurate. Uh, people weren't happy with a 33-point win against Adelaide. But then they were like, Freo did better against Adelaide and only won by 20 points. And anyone that watched that game realised Adelaide were just inaccurate in front of goals. But they w did have the shots. I think they kicked six, seven behinds before they kicked the goal. So I find the measuring stick between the two sides are like so vastly different. Um, mm. So I don't really give much credence to the form. I think we're both back home now, uh, both coming off two wins. I couldn't measure it and say Freo's wins are better than Eagles for those reasons I just listed. Um, but if we play the type of footy we played earlier in the season, we were not going to beat anyone. But I think that was a bit of an anomaly and hopefully it's past us. Um, yep. So I think our best can beat everyone, but that's arrogant to say. But as I said, Kelly's in form, Sheed's in form, we're not having passengers. And Luke Shaw is arguably our best midfielder, but we have the plays to cover that now. Yep. Um, I think our main concern is what Wayne touched on earlier. If our small forwards can lock it in, and put that pressure on, I think it will go a long way to winning. And uh, Fremantle fans will probably jump on the excuse bandwagon before the game starts because Dean Margetts will probably be an umpire, so they'll say he's an extra West Coast Eagles player. So that's probably what I love about these games is 
whoever wins and loses all the dribble that goes on afterwards and before the games, it's it does bring the state alive. But um, yeah, um, I just I'm just hoping for a, a hard fought contest and the Eagles come out on top. So, mm. but I am liking the but way Freo have played this year compared to last. Mm. I think last year though, I think halfway through the year, uh, round fourteen, I think they were in the eight, was it? And uh, Richmond were like fourteenth on the ladder or something. So they start seasons really well, um, but then they drop off. So, and I think that is to do with the young players. You know, being a young list, they tire during the season. So they've started okay. You know, they've been competitive in a lot of their losses, um, but it'll be interesting to see if they do drop off eventually. They are a different team to last year, as Simo says. But what were you going to say, Wayne? I, I just think our midfield last two games, and it sounds horrible, is that we've played better without one of the stars in there because I think we are over we are over, over the top with the midfielders because Redden's starting to play well again because he's playing in his true position in the midfield. Is that uh, team balance? Playing, yeah, it is. It's and I think if Shuey comes in, it sounds horrible. One of them's got to go out because I don't think Redden plays any good any other than in the middle or uh, where he can play that defensive role in the middle of the ground. He played well on the weekend. You moved you moved around a bit there, Wayne. So it's all distorted. Sorry about that. Um, I think we got yes. your point, though. Yeah, I, I agree. I think we are midfielder heavy. I actually agree with that. Um, yeah, look, and Redden would be sadly so. But I think, too, like, um, I think Kelly's the prize recruit, so you want to see the best of him. But he could play half forward, and I think he could play quite well. Um, it's either he won't see a bigger impact, but I think he is that type of player that he could play well in that role. Right, boys, where are we going to win it? Because they have got they have got some good players. We can't go against it. They have got some players. Tabner's playing pretty good football forward. So and but up back they've got Luke Ryan. They got Griffin Logue. Um, the back line's probably not as strong as it, what what it could be. Where are we going to exploit and win this game? I think we have to win it through the midfield and the forwards. I think the defence is playing well. I think they're playing really well. Even the games we lost, we weren't we weren't getting big scores kicked against us. But now Cole Cole's in there. They've got a good balance in that back line with Cole Nelson, Duggan, Gov, Tommy Shepherd, and Bunger all rotating through there. And I, I think it's our small forward pressure. That's where we're going. If we can get that back on top, we'll win this game. Because I think yeah. our midfield's playing well, and I think our key forwards are playing well, and I think we've got the right combination with Nick Nat and Oscar Allen. That's a great combination now. Yeah, your sound's yeah. getting really light there, uh, Wayne's. I don't know what's happening there. Uh, whoops. Yeah, I think I think that is the sorry. I think that is the right call. Having Nick Nat try and ruck as much, then just have a pinch hitter, so that second ruckman. So yeah, I agree with that Oscar Allen move completely. Um, I'm going to throw something a bit different. Instead of picking a line that will win it, um, I think it's going to be a coaching move. I think with Freo, we touched you touched on earlier was a if you will tag Walters and we tag Fife out of that game, I think that's where we win it. I think a defensive mind frame on those two players. So I'm not going to pick forwards. I'm going to pick back line. I'm actually think just that move. If we take them out the game, they rely on them so heavily to win them games. Well, I, I, I'm telling that Shepard will be on Walters for the whole game. Wherever he goes, Shepard will go. I like, mm. I like um, And a funny one, a Nelson to say, look, if he goes in the midfield, you follow him, Nelson. Yep. And you tag him completely because he's 
tagged in the midfield before and done well, actually. So it's yeah, Nuggets also really done well as well. So. Yeah. All right, guys, well, just, yeah, we'll, we'll wrap it up now because of the sound and on Zoom. I've got to convert it up. Uh, winning margin, mate. Who, who's going to win the 51st Western Derby? Will Eagles make it nine straight? Eagles by 22. What about you, Wayne? Eagles by 15. Eagles by 15. 15, Eagles? Eagles by 15. Yeah, well, I I usually like doing the kiss of death, but I'm not going to say West Coast, and I don't care if it's one point, 10 points, 20 points. I just want to have a laugh. (laughs) Get those four points. All right, everyone there on Eagle Nation, thanks for joining into the Shorter Show. Uh, we're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can download shows from there, or you can go to multitude of podcast platforms such as SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and there's a million others. Um, let's hope for an Eagles win, and then we play, who is it? Geelong? No, Collingwood. Yeah, Collingwood. That's going to be an interesting game, and hopefully some of us can go to it. Yeah, that would be great. All right, guys, thanks a lot for the show, and uh, we'll catch you next week on Eagle Nation. Catch you later. See you guys. Bye.